am Jimbo Paris, and you are listening to the Jimbo Paris Show. All right. Hello, I am Jimbo Paris. Welcome to the Jimbo Paris Show. And today we've got Steve. Let's see what he has to say. How are you, sir? There we go. All right. You got my face centered. We're in business. <laughs> Thanks for having me the, on the uh, show. It's an I honor. hear the Ukraine accent too. Oh, okay. Yeah, a little bit Ukraine by way of the Bronx. <laughs> nice. So let's get started. Can you tell me who you are, what you're about, and what your message is, sir? Sure. My name's uh, Steve Boris. I'm a uh, high school teacher, social studies and econo- uh, U.S. history and economics. I'm a coach. Um, football and track and many other things over the years. And recently, I'm an author. I just wrote a new book called How to Beat Stalin, Hitler, and the Southern State Parkway. And that's why I'm here to, to speak to you folks today. And the message of the book is about how to overcome adversity and how to be uh, go on to have a, a good and successful life despite the odds. And I wrote it, you know, over the COVID period when I saw so many of my friends and relatives and my own children and wife and me, myself, you know, just on the ropes. And uh, I thought this would be a great way to try to contribute and, and try to help folks get back in the fight. And what has been your fight? My fight kind of began <laughs> back uh, at the age of five. That's kind of the, the premise of the entire book here. Growing up as a kid on Long Island, my family was originally from the Bronx in New York City. And then we moved out to the Burbs, right, out on the Long Island there, and started trying to live the American dream, uh, you know, quarter acre house. And my father worked for uh, the union. And, you know, we we're going to have this uh, nice quintessential American life until one fateful day. He's killed in a car wreck on the Southern State Parkway. And from there, things just kind of spiral. I, was, I never got over his death as a, young, as a youngster. I was uh, bullied uh, for being overweight and for other things. And, you know, I was pretty much at the end of my rope. And that's when uh, my mother intervened. And uh, my mother was an amazing woman, a very powerful woman, a single mom. I don't know. You know, any single moms, they're just uh, incredibly strong people. And she saw how much pain I was in. We both had insomnia and we'd basically every night be up around midnight sitting at the kitchen table. She would be smoking her parliament cigarettes and I'd be eating some coffee cake. Uh, Maybe that's why I was chubby. Who knows? And she would always encourage me like a mom would. You know, you're beautiful. Everything's going to be great. You're going to be smart. But you don't believe your mom, right? She's supposed to say all those things, you know, and that's when she said, hey, you know what? You're not the only person in our family who's ever had some trouble. I said, well, what are you talking about? And she said, let me tell you about your grandmother, uh, my Ukrainian side of the family, my father's side, my babcha, babcha Eva. And that's the Ukrainian word for grandma, babcha. I said, well, tell me about her. What'd she do that was so great? And my mother said, well, you know, she's basically a superhero. She grew up in Ukraine in the 1920s and 30s. And when she was a young teen, her and her family were victims of Stalin's Holodomor, which is the great hunger. And Stalin, you know, just like Putin is trying to today, which is, you know, I'm, as a history teacher and somebody of Ukrainian heritage, I'm absolutely, my gut is just nuts today seeing what's happening. History's repeating itself. But back then, Stalin wanting to break 
the Ukrainians will and subjugate them, took all the food out of the country. She was in the middle of that. And her family had to do unspeakable things to survive. But what got them through was a belief that one day their family would have a future. That one day, maybe not them, but their children, their grandchildren, me, would have a nice life. They had hope that the family would go on. And just when things started to look a little bit better, Hitler's now master of Germany. And in 1939, he starts World War II by invading Poland. And then two years later, he uh, unleashes Operation Barbarossa, which was the invasion of the Soviet Union, the largest battle in the history of the world. And Bobcha's on the front line. And her village is quickly overrun. She's captured, separated from her family. She never sees another family member again. They were all killed. They might still be over in Ukraine. We, we have no idea what happened. And she's made a slave. And Bobchat lasted not one but two evil dictators. Let me tell you, if you have hope, you can do anything. And my problems could, could, could have consumed me. And that's kind of the point of the story and why I'm, I'm sharing this story. And that's why I wrote about it in the book. People right now are struggling with COVID. It might be addiction, alcohol, uh, divorce, you name it, right? And we could, we could make a whole list here forever about all the things that it's real. But I want you to understand you can win. Don't give up. Stay in the fight. My goodness. You know, whatever demons on your back, you got a shot. But the key, you got to get help, right? Nobody ever does anything on their own. Amazing story. That's a real hero. Slavery in Ukraine. Who would have thought? Right. And, and that's, we're, we're looking at it right now. It could be the same thing happening. You know, what, what, what's happening right now, it's a war of conquest. It's Hitler. When back in the day, he, he gobbled up little country, little country, little country. Everybody appeased him. Next thing you know, 60 million people had to die to stop him. What's Putin doing? And, you know, he's going after their government. Is he going to bring back a, a second Holodomor? These are the questions of our time. And, you know, what are we going to do about it? That's, that's the big question, right? And uh, that is the heartbreak of the whole situation. We, we haven't learned from history. And, uh, you know, that's why I teach it. That's why we study it. It's just gut-wrenching. There's the book. It's by uh, Page Publishing. You can purchase it on Amazon or uh, Barnes & Noble, Google, all the major sites. You can contact me at my email, steve.boryz at gmail.com. Uh, I'd be happy to uh, talk to you about you know, issues and troubles in your life or about the book. You can reach me on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, all those great sites by the same name. I hope you read the book and I hope you uh, get something out of it. Hope it helps uh, give you hope for a better tomorrow. And the book cover, who made that cover? I designed it, you know, with the uh, graphics department at the publisher. I don't have that, those sort of uh, skills, but yeah. You know, I thought it would be uh, a great way to, uh, you know, maybe intrigue people, kind of summarize the, the main idea of the book. Are you self-published? Yes. Impressive. Any specific reason you did that? I wanted to get it out there. You know, I was, again, I'm a novice at this. You know, I talked to some people and, you know, you have to go through a literary agent and, and get reviewed and maybe get rejected. And 
and who knows, I, I just wanted it to be out there and I wanted to get its message out there and just use it as a platform to try to help people and help change things. I'm also doing motivational speaking and I'm starting to get into, you know, not right now because we're still dealing with COVID. In the spring, I'm planning on getting into high schools and other uh, community groups and organizations and just trying to have conversations and give speeches like I'm having here with you about what we can do to try to help people and bring this world together. Yep, and there's my YouTube. <laughs> That's the thing I'm going to start. I'm going to start posting videos on YouTube, on TikTok. That'll be a new experience, getting on TikTok for all the, the youngsters, all the old people are invading TikTok now. Okay, Boomer. Yeah, I know those. <laughs> Why were you called Boomer? Oh, Boomer? My nickname in the book? One of your staff reading the book? There's a whole thing on nicknames in the book. That's one of the, the subplots, I guess you could say, of the book, is that some people gave me uh, nicknames out of love. Like one, one great man called me uh, the Golden Moose. Because back in the day, I, had, I did have beautiful blonde hair. Uh, and that was a name that when they when he would tell me, hey, hey Moosey, you know, he'd call me Moosey and, you know, it would just fill you with love, right? And that was his choice to uh, call me that and let me know that I was special. You know, I just wasn't Steve. You know, um, by giving somebody a nickname like that lets you know that that, that that person really cares about you. Boomer was actually given to me by a teacher as a way to make fun of me. I was a fat kid and he would come up, you know, called me Boomer because when I would walk being heavy, boom, boom, boom. That's yeah, big six, three man, you know, walking around. Right. And it wasn't, you know, and there were there were positive nicknames you give to people for being big, right? Like I had a football coach, who, another who was a beautiful man who loved me, called me Herman Munster. Because I was big and I was a little stiff, maybe like, you know, Herman Munster. Yeah. I love that. Because that was a positive one, you know, saying I'm, I'm a big, strong, you know, monster in a positive way. You know, we, I guess sports mentalities would understand that. But, oh, my God, you know, and I would do anything for that man. That man helped save my life so many times. But this other guy chose hate. He said, well, here's a, a helpless, power, powerless 12-year-old. Let's make fun of him. And then he would take the ruler and poke me in the stomach and make a noise like the air was coming out. That was his choice. You know, and so well, how are you going to respond to that? Are you going to let that overcome you and, and make you feel like you're a piece of crap? And, and for a lot of kids and a lot of people, they would. And I did succumb to that for, for many times, you know, until I had other people, you know, calling me Golden Moose and Herman Munster. Right. And let they, let them know that uh, they love me and cared about me, you know, and then you just have fun ones. Like my sister used to call me uh, FBI police which stood for fat boys in paradise, you know, that's just something you find you have with your sister, right? You know, yeah. your sibling rival, and that's all great, you know, so some are fun, but you know, that that's where the boomer comes from. Yeah. And again, that that's one kind of teacher. You could, you, you can choose to be that teacher or you could choose to be somebody who's going to try to help. And sort of, here's a different thing. You're an experienced man. You've sort of done this for a while. If anyone wants to get into something that involves helping others, how do you help others? You know, get on the phone right now and call, call a friend you haven't heard from in a while. Hmm. You know, hey, you know, listen for warning signs. You know, that's the immediate way you can help. You know, go, go down and have a beer or a coffee with somebody. Volunteer. 
you know, volunteer to coach a little league sports team or something like that. I work down at the, uh, you know, I have a buddy who works at the food pantry by his local church. It's not even his uh, denomination. It's close to his house and it's a great way to help. You know, and he always gets in trouble for, for giving a, a kid an extra bag of potato chips. <laughs> you know, they, they yell, hey, give you know, but that's just who he is. You know, he's a beautiful man. And, uh, you know, and it's, again, it could be any number of ways, you know, especially now at the end, there's so many ways uh, where you can help. And I, I would just advise, you know, give of your time, not necessarily of your checkbook. I mean, you can, and donating money is great, but, you know, giving of your time and being a presence, I think is even more powerful. This has been a great interview. Do you have any words you would like to give to the audience? I just want everybody, you know, the whole purpose of this project was to let everybody know your pain is real. It's not your fault. You don't deserve it. We love you. And we're going to get through this together. And I think if we heard that more often, I think the world would be a better place. Excellent story. Excellent. Thank you again, Steve. I appreciate it. And uh, I appreciate the opportunity. Thank you for having me on your show. And the work that you're doing here is, is outstanding. And uh, I just have to say, I really love your, your interview style and your very thoughtful questions. You know, it, it was a, a real pleasure. No problem, Steve. I will do this again. Another thing, also, I'd like to give a special thanks to our sponsor that's supporting our show as well, Allison Roberts. Great woman, one of the top 100 coaches out there. Please buy her book as well. And also support us on Patreon too, so we can keep pushing out wonderful content like this right here. I'm Jimbo Paris, and this is the Jimbo Paris Show. Thank you for listening to the Jimbo Paris Show. 